This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. This this whole thing, we look at life like it's about what you can get from life. Mm. And I think, you know, I read something, I was like, that's not what it is. You're going to always be unfulfilled if you look at life like that. It's about knowing you're going to leave one day. And, you know, when you leave, the only way you're going to be fulfilled is if you know you gave everything you had. Really, though? And you yeah. emptied yourself here. And you mm-hmm. left it all here because it's temporary and you got a moment, you know. Right. So I think that for me it's like I got kids. I got a daughter and a son. Right. So, you know, you got to factor in your kids. You can't just all the way commit yourself to your cause. Right. You know, um, you got to you gotta make sure that you're there for your kids. But outside of that, I'm, I, I want to be in this thing until, you know, I'm, I'm out of energy, until I don't have nothing left to contribute. Johnson in the building. What's good? And it's your man Dang going wild. Uh, we back, man, for a little impromptu episode, man. Uh, folks been reaching out. It's been a tough week, man, and we just had to sit down for a little therapy session. Though. Yeah, man, the streets been uh reaching out to the both of us, kind of asking us to to sit down and do this sort of thing. Which is uh, which is interesting. Not, I don't know. It's it's. Who would have thought? You know what I'm saying? But uh, man, it's just nip, man. It's it's a shame to see a young brother work so hard to come up, be a pillar in his community, and then be bought down by uh, someone Even. in his own community. Mm. So what, man? Well, Sunday uh, when this all was going down, we was at this uh, one shot networking event i got there i don't know i got there about an hour or so i got there about seven o'clock or something and uh he was in there so you know what i'm saying we dapped up what up what up and he was like uh you hear about what's going on with nipsey yeah my phone uh you know i got the twitter alerts and uh you know sometimes things just come up in my timeline i just ignore them but i got the alert that uh he had been shot and uh I had I was leaving a birthday party. I had heard nothing of it. You know what I'm but saying? But it just happened. Yeah, when like I got literally the alert. it just got happened. And I'm like, like you seen what's going on with Nip? So I'm like, no. Nah. So I, I go on the Twitter, and you know I'm seeing all all this shit. And like instantly deflated, dog. Yeah, it, it, it put a damper in the mood. Like completely. literally sat down, and we was in the motherfucking room by ourselves. Just. I had my fucking face buried in the goddamn phone for like two hours looking at every fucking tweet, every video, every. Yeah, when we saw the video of him kind of sprawled out on the concrete, you know, I didn't want to think that we suspected the worst, but it didn't it didn't look good. You know what I'm saying? It just it just didn't look good. Man, I'm such a Nipsey fan, dog. Yeah, from the beginning. And uh, not just music. But like just him as a person, as a soul, just as a as a human being, man. I'm like I'm 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 really a fan uh, of everything he stood for, man. And uh, I don't even be getting emotional with like celebrities and AKA like people I don't fucking know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you people, you. It's not the first person that we didn't like who was a celebrity who had passed away. No, nah, but like, it's... You throw it, your condolences out like last week. I mean, we was like, hey, man, Tech 9 messed up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rest in peace, all that. But, like... The impact is different because I, I look at Nip as, like, a more... Uh, a larger figure. You know what I'm saying? Before we got on air, we had discussed and, and said it that Nip has done everything that Pac used to talk about. 
when it comes to community development, you know, building bridges between, you know, gangs, the community, the hood, the police. Yeah. You know, he was able to to do all of those things that, you know, were were dreamed 20, 20, 25 years ago when yeah. Pac said it. Yeah, man. If y'all haven't heard, man, like it's a it's a it's a phone conversation between Tupac and Monster Cody that happens year, like about three or four months before Pac died. Um, n- neither one of them knew that the phone call was being recorded. It was recorded on the answer machine. If y'all old enough to know what that is, you know, you remember when you were, <laughs> it was a cassette tape. And if you didn't answer the phone quick enough, your whole phone conversation ended up on the tape. Facts. But, um, the, the conversation they was talking about, Pac was explaining about community centers and, um, the different plans he had and, uh, develop community development, getting together with the hood, putting money together for the kids, the, safe zones and stuff like that. And like Nipsey being a, a, a young kid from LA from like literally a big, being a, a, a child of Pac, yeah. you know what I mean? The California love probably meant something different to niggas who was raised in Cali. Yeah, it does. You know what I'm saying? Like when, it's a different <laughs> level of pride. Like when doom, doom, to doom, doom, to doom, doom, like with some, with some boss up with some blade come on. Right. Like yeah. it feel different than us than a nigga who from another spot, or whatever, but like he got the benefit of seeing all that, man, and um and was out here doing 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 it, man. Like literally doing it, man. Yeah. Building up his community. You know, he he often said that the spot that he bought is where he used to hustle at. Yeah. Where he used to sell drugs at. He went back later on, you know, once he became a businessman, decided to buy up the block. And we talked about that you know, the other week, just on our regular podcast, you know, about that. We don't we don't own shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Niggas claim hoods, but you don't own a, a liquor property in that hood. And he he gave somewhat of the blueprint on how to buy up the block and not just buy it, but build it back up. Yeah. You know, he beyond just the marathon store, he had like a basic needs store. We don't want the money to stop when we go. When we can't work no more, we wanted to outlive us. We wanted to be generational. You know, and next basic door, needs. a basic needs you shop. Know, exactly. They sell everything from prepaid cell phones to fragrances. And at both stores, Nipsey hired local right. artists. This is Tani. Hi, Tani. I'm Leah. Uh, partners and up and coming artists. Okay. By the end of this year, Nipsey will also open a barber yeah. shop. And so we're going we gonna to call this um, Steve's. And it's named after my homeboy, Fats. You know what I mean? Uh, this is a tattoo of him right here. He, he, yeah, he was murdered last year. And a Creole seafood restaurant. And everything. All of the um, equipment was brand new. All of these businesses are family-owned and operated. Nipsey says businesses are only part of the change. For true change, he's starting with kids at 54th Street Elementary, an area plagued by violence. Yeah, I think it's just about offering a new identity. So, I mean... I mean, what can you say? You know what I'm saying? Besides that, you hear from his own mouth the the, the basic needs, the the spot where you know I've been thinking about this dog. What's up? Like the location of the marathon store, like that's where his story is at. That's where his family story, him and his brother, whatever. Um, I one hundred percent guarantee you he did not um want his life to end the way it did. But where else? Will he be uh, forever eternally memorized besides that that spot like that the marathon store that corner this place like that's him yeah he grew up and unfortunately uh, he expired there mm. so it's been a lot of different uh, different themes um, that have been happening over the week man and we'll touch on a few man but where where did your personal journey or your how where did you come in contact with Nip from? You know what, man, I I'll be honest, you know, and I'm probably showing our age a little bit. Rap City, hustle in the house, because I remember that beat was from Crisscross, mm. so that's what initially caught my ear was uh the hustle in the house. But you know what really made me a fan was that Crenshaw mixtape. You know, I I didn't. For me to make that purchase of a hundred dollar mixtape just wasn't 
wasn't in my stratosphere. So, you know, I downloaded it off of that piff and just like listened to it. But like he was he was really spitting. And and to me, like my affinity for rap music came from West Coast artists. I say all the time, like Cube was one of my favorite one of my favorite MCs. When I heard Cube rap for the first time, you know, I thought NWA was going to kick in the door and break in my fucking house. Like that's that was like the impact that they had on me. So my affinity has always been for West Coast MCs and like he could spit. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's a difference between rappers and MCs. You know, and he was he was the MC. He was able to ride the beat, find different pockets and you know, we saw the growth over time with Nip. Man, I was introduced to Nip um, 2010-ish, uh, a freshman cover. He was on a freshman cover with with Sean, uh, um, OJ the Juice Man, Peel, um, Kendrick, I believe. Not no, Kendrick, no, no, not J. Kendrick, Cole. J. Cole, um, it was a whole bunch of them on that cover. Fashion. But, um, I mean, um, Khalifa, because Khalifa did a song, and it was called Freshman, um, and it was Big Shine, Nipsey Hussle, him, and... Um, J-Rock was also on that cover. Um, yeah, J-Rock was on that cover. And um, French Montana was on the, on the hook. And that was the first time I heard of Nipsey because he had, I like his verse on there. I like everybody's verse. It was a catchy song. The nigga, I'm on it. listen to to nip you know what i'm saying but like it was you would see his name on back in then i was still going to all hip-hop like every day oh yeah checking out the blogs all the time hip-hop dx hip-hop game you know what i'm saying listening to the music all right two dope boys you know what i mean um like that's where i would go get my music and everything from but all hip-hop no no hip-hop dx is where i saw the crenshaw shit popping off okay and when he was like, I'm dropping this tape, <laughs> that's a hundred dollars. Yeah. Like that shit was that, what, you know what I'm saying? Genius marketing plan. Yeah, it was genius marketing plan. You and know- he was so above his time because like, yeah, this mixtape me, it's a hundred dollars and you get a free concert with it. You know what I mean? So in the, in real life, I get to go to the concert, but, and he started the proud to pay movement. And he literally changed how music is consumed and how people put out their projects. How so? Because at that particular point, like he made it available for purchase and stream at the same time. Okay. Now when niggas put mixtapes, they have it everywhere. You might have your shit on iTunes, I mean your Apple Music, SoundCloud. You you have it. I mean, it behooves you to put your music out everywhere. Because before it's like, well, look, if niggas gonna stream your shit and download anyway, but now mixtapes are available on paid platforms. And free platforms. And that was the first one. And he, the proud to pay movement. Because, like, listen, I know you niggas getting this shit for free, but you should be proud to pay. I'm proud to pay. Yeah, I pay for this shit. I know that I can get it for free. But no, I'm going to pay for this shit. And that proud to pay movement, it paid off for him. And then uh, Jay, Jay-Z had bought 100. A, yeah, 100 right off rips. I mean, when you do something like that, when you catching that type of attention, off of the That's moves and the mutality. Yeah, yeah. And hustlers Nipsey. respect other hustlers. Nipsey hustle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh like it's just a shame, man, because how a nigga do everything right? Like literally. 
Like, if you give me a 10-point system of, like, what you want your, your gangster rapper to be about, we've seen it all. What do you want a, a person from the hood and made it out? What you want him to do? You want him to, 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 to come back to the hood? Or it's just like a businessman. What you what do you want out no of your, matter, your business? Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. Yeah. No sweat on my rep. Like, you want your nigga to be flossy, right? You want him to be respectable, right? You want him to... To 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 be tough, shit. You want them to to, to to be firm, rather. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see the nigga slap niggas in the street. You see the nigga getting the scuffles and shit at, at different things. Like everything that you would want somebody to do, but be respectful with it, though. You never saw Nip, or you never heard of an occasion of him where he did not carry himself as a man, and that speaks volumes over anything. And when I say man, I'm I'm speaking encompassing the whole thing how he takes care of his family his lady like takes care of his business he's been a man full circle and i even explained where even you know in the they refer to it as the victory slap yeah where he slapped my man at the uh at the award show yeah but he uh probably about a week and a half two weeks ago now he was talking about that he was like you know they was making fun of he was like listen man i get it you know what i'm saying it was funny and everything like that but like I wish that didn't happen. Like I was wrong in that situation. And me and that guy, we had a conversation after that for hours. You know what I'm saying? Like I wish I would have handled that differently. And like, we, we are cool now after that conversation. It was, so like, it's one thing to, to, to flex out and be violent and everything like that. But like, I can recognize that I made a mistake or I recognize that I could have handled that in a different manner. And I'm going to say that publicly because that man still needs to be respected as a man. Yeah. And, you know, it got to the point where it's jokes and everything like that. Like, I get it. It's funny. You know what I'm but saying? But I can right my wrongs, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, shit, even when, you know, him and Lauren went through some stuff, drama, you know, with some stuff a while back. You were like, listen, man, I fucked up. I had to make it right <laughs> with my lady. I had to make it right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had to make it right, man. And, uh, man, it's, it's just so sad, man. It's just so sad. You know, and and that's a whole nother arm of this that, you know, we haven't even touched on. This is a father and a husband. You know, I know people had had their conspiracy theories before, you know, they they located a suspect. I seen jokes out there. I seen some joke on Twitter where a nigga was like, you know, I know it's kind of soon, but, you know, Lauren, are you available? You know, let this woman grieve. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's always been more or less a private person, a private celebrity. <sighs> but, I mean, she she lost her one. And I, I put it there, out there on Twitter, like, how do you, how does it feel to lose the person that God made just for you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? How does it feel to lose your person, to lose your soulmate? You know, it's got to be crushing. It's got to be like a heart a heart attack that you just can't stop. So, instead of making jokes and... You know, just being inappropriate, you know, send prayers up for this young woman because now she is a, uh, unfortunately forced to be a single mother out here. You know, there, there are two kids that's never going to see their father again. And I know for both me and you having to, having both lost a parent, like I'd be perfectly honest, like this, it was a hurt. It's still a hurt that I wouldn't wish on somebody I hated. My mother's been gone six, going on seven years, and there's not a day that I wake up and wish I just couldn't have five more minutes with her. You know, and, and again, it's just a, a empty feeling that, that I wouldn't place on, on, on anybody in this world. You know, I remember my father, you know, was with my mother, what, 30-some-odd years when she passed. You know, and this has been a, you know, my dad has always been a fiercely, proud man uh you know uh, always been a strong figure and and i when i saw him yeah break yeah you know and cry because of the loss of my mother there was nothing that i could do it was a hurt that i saw in him that i've never seen in that man before in my life so i can't imagine what she's going through right now because she woke up that day thinking that she was going to see her husband come home that night you know them kids woke up thinking that daddy was going to come home after handling business in a couple hours man what's so crazy did you hear why he was up at the store uh he there was like a homeboy or something that had just got out of jail he was trying to help him out with a few things yeah man because like um he would normally not been there got a call that a uh, a partner was getting out 
and uh, got out. And, you know, before he went to go see his family, let me run up to the store and get you together, man. So you can go see your family with some dignity. Yeah. You know, if you've been you've been down 20 years, who knows what you wear, fam? Those uh, those Jabot jeans probably not hitting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, with the straps. Yeah, the, those those probably not hitting it. You know what I'm saying? So let me go get you together. So, you know. For everybody wondering, like, why was he up there with, like, no security or why wasn't he on this and that? It's like he didn't call the security team, man. It was like a spur of the moment. Oh, shit, nigga need some help. Let me go. Let me go get him together. I mean, it's my store. It's my plaza. Yeah. That I own. And, um, you know, while he was up there, a gentleman came. No, fuck that. A whole ass nigga came up there and um, he told him you got to leave. You know what I'm saying? And from my understanding, and from people who were there and familiar with the situation, you know, Nips always handle everything the correct way. You know what I'm saying? Firm, but like he ain't like embarrassed the nigga like, fuck you, you whole ass nigga, get the fuck on, no shit like that. Yeah. But like, look, man, you know what I'm saying? You got paperwork on you, man. You can't come up here. Like, this not a. You this can, isn't conducive. This ain't an environment that's conducive yeah. to you. And um, and he dipped off. So the three people that were shot, I mean, the other two people that were shot was the guy who got out of prison. And his nephew, his nephew who drove him up there. So day you get out, you get shot. Like, welcome home. Yeah. That's some fucked up shit. But if you watch the video, you see that Nip was talking. Well, all three of them were sitting in between two cars, sitting there kicking it. And the reason that he would probably still be there talking, because I haven't seen this nigga in 20 years. Yeah. And we in front of the car. And his nephew drove him up there. So his nephew got shot. He got shot. And it's like, I'm kicking it with you for a couple minutes, whatever. Like I've been in this. I literally have been in this exact situation sitting in front of the car about to get in the car to walk off and the nigga pull up with a pistol, rob me and my man and my man get shot. You know what I'm saying? It's like you in a vulnerable situation because your attention is diverted to a conversation and you in a safe place. I was in my neighborhood. Yeah. Where I, nigga, how, who, who the fuck gonna rob me in my neighborhood? Fuck on. In front of my man's crib. Like, no, never. You know, this type of situation kind of gives you a uh, reality check on your own mortality. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we always think that we got more time. I can do it tomorrow. I can do it next week. I got, you know, a few more days. But we never know when our number's going to get called. You know, and all we can do is do our best while we down here before the Lord, you know, calls us back home. Because you just never know. You never know. And I, um, I'm i getting better with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I always think I got more time than what I got. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I don't move on the, with a sense, a sense of urgency all the time because for the most part, everything always work out. So I learned to kind of like relax. I used to be, oh, I'm married, da, da, da. Like everything always works out. It does. If I'm in a jam, I got too much shit going on. I don't know how I can't be in four or five places at the at the same time. Like I just be relaxing. Like listen, man, this shit going. It lit it. Anything that you done went through in your fucking life that you thought was so really fucked up. I done survived all of my worst days. If you standing right here, you've you've already survived. Yeah. So it always works out. But with life, like with the actual mortality. Fam, it only take one time for it not to work out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you just don't realize how vulnerable you are. Like, we was just talking. You could check your phone while you riding home Fam, and every, smack into some shit. Every day, man. Like, it's impossible. Nigga, I shed tears over this shit, man, on multiple occasions. Like, how do you not think about your own mortality in this situation? Yeah. Like, how? And then by default the loved ones around you in situations and just be like, look, man, like I know people who are here doing good. Like, how would you feel if your man got took away? And it's like, there's a connection with them. Cause I'm a giant. I say I'm a giant fan of Nip, right? I watched every video Nip had on the internet before. Not, not outside of outside of this, because I've actually took some of the principles and some of the things that he he, he talked about in business and things that he. We've had down to apply it to our own business. That I didn't apply and stuff and got stuff in motion that I literally took the blueprint from him when he break down what integrated vertically meaning and compared it to how Apple does they shit. And you know I'm how Apple I am like oh shit that does make sense. Oh bam this is what you're doing with the marathon store and everything like that. I'm like all right but like I literally. 
Man, that shit crazy, dog. That shit fucking crazy, dog. You know what I'm saying? And like to to to, to take away a nigga who ain't do nothing wrong. Well, who is on the right path and doing everything right right now? Yeah. That shit crazy. Let me find a nip song. Need your help. All black top four. Special wave. City council meeting. They got hustle speaking. Billion dollar project about to crack the cement. So one of our investments has become strategic. Summer 018, man, such a season. About to make my partners look like fucking genius. We was in the regal, it was me and Steven. We done took a dream and turned it to a scene. Anything I wanted, everything I needed. Gotta pace yourself, it's all about your baby. You can have it all, it's all about your race. I done took my name and carved it in the cement. saying because it's it's all about motivation to to actually do better mogul when they know that if i grew up on the same block you grew up on and we had the same trials and tribulations but you became successful and i became a failure it made me feel a certain way about myself because we, we had the same dip, we dealt the same deck of course you know what i mean so i feel like my success affect the people closest to me the most the person that don't know me my root for me you know what i mean and be happy for me the person that know me and come from the same environment and had the same core dealt in that keep going to jail, don't have no money, never made their parents proud or their mama proud, never did anything that they could look in the mirror and be proud of, you know what I mean? It can make them feel a certain way and it's, it's, it's intense. And that shit manifests into jealousy, hate, violence, you know what I mean? It, it's, 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 it's deep because it's a stigma about artists becoming Hollywood, especially street artists going Hollywood. But it's almost like if you don't, you gotta sacrifice yourself for the opinions of others. You know what I mean? Some people look at you as if you keep real. Man, I tell you what, dog. This nigga who Eric Holder, I'm glad that they didn't I'm glad the streets ain't get him and he got arrested. Because I would imagine that he ain't got nowhere to run right now. Like Crips throughout the country, throughout L.A., mourning for Nip. Bloods throughout L.A., mourning for Nip. The police, mourning for Nip. Yeah. When you get the lockup, when you get the county, when you get out of solitary confinement, fam, it's going to be torturous for you. I don't, I, ain't, I don't want no short, immediately a couple shots and it's over, man. What you, Where you going to run to, fam? Where that man wasn't loved at? Find, find me somebody to say something bad about the nigga. Yeah, right now they're saying Eric Holder is, you know, in protective custody until they transfer him to L.A. County, L.A. County Jail. You you're not going to be in, not for the rest of your life? No. Nah. Even if the guards probably fuck with Nip. I'll turn my back on you in a minute. I mean, we see, we've seen videotape where things like that happen for less. Happen for less. And I mean, this... You know, we've ha- we both have loved ones that have been locked up and we understand how how prison works. And, uh, you know, just because you behind bars don't mean that you can't be touched. Yeah. Don't yeah. mean that your family can't be touched. Man, I do want to celebrate uh, Nip because uh, it's just a lot of good stuff that he did, man. You know, you you you, you referenced it a little while ago. We were talking about the, the real estate um, Detroit 
and how they funneling money downtown and midtown and neighborhoods being open for us to to purchase our our our, our homes back right buy your block or whatever nip was doing that um you know he purchased that plaza where he used to hustle at right and he actually had plans to rebuild that whole area have the bottom portion still be um, places for shop, but put lower income or price wise um, housing on top of those. Right. Turn those into like a luxury style um, living quarters, but with an affordable price. You know what I mean? So like, I really want to buy this neighborhood back and give an opportunity to the, the children in this area where I got a program called Vector 90. We recently opened up um, inner city co-work space in the in the vein of um, we work like we work for for local entrepreneurs. You know what I mean. And we got uh, I think eight entrepreneurs that all have products in the tech space that are in the building with us. And we we also have a, a science, technology, engineering, and math center on the second level for young kids to be able to get trained in um in the skill set that it, it takes to get into Silicon Valley. How, I just want to ask everybody here in the audience, how many of y'all are familiar? First of all, anyone have kids in the audience? Okay, one, two, three. All right. Are you familiar with the STEM program? Now, the fact that this man right here has invested his time in, in space for that, I think that's worth an, you know, yeah, a yeah, round of applause. We work type place where eight um, entrepreneurs in the area can use those workspaces. On the second floor, we got... Um, STEM programs, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics so that kids in this neighborhood and this vicinity have an opportunity to go out to Silicon Valley and compete with others who, have, who are, are more um, fortunate. Like, I'm doing that in my city, in my neighborhood. I'm, I got barbershops here. I got places to eat. I got goods. I got different things that I'm trying to do um, in this neighborhood specifically. I got, like, a center um, that I'm trying to, 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 to create a mile and a half down from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm literally trying to fix my neighborhood. Everything that you you call sellouts who lead a hood and never come back, everything that you would ask them to do, I'm doing. I should be protected around this motherfucker. No matter what. Yeah. Man, that shit crazy, man. He preached ownership, and um, that's what I'm going I'm to I'm move forward with, man. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know what? You know what irritated me the fuck, irritated the fuck out of me this week was this. Um, you know I'm a big fan of Doctor Sebi. Yeah, like one hundred percent. But you niggas and y'all conspiracies, dog. That he was killed because he was doing the documentary. That and just in general. And I'm saying this. AKA the conspiracy realist. Like I'm saying this. I seen a nigga online telling me that Nipsey is living in an underground city. Rodney King beaten with stage and fake. And, and all these people are really secretly living in an underground city. And this is just setting us up for martial law. Like you motherfuckers is crazy. Crazy. It's that sound crazy as fuck. Like, like in real, no, you motherfuckers is crazy. I, I'm, I'm down for a good conspiracy, fam. I'm really am. Where's I'm, his, where's his underground city at? Like, what the fuck are you niggas talking about, <laughs> nigga? What? Yeah, where's his underground city at? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I'm, I'm still moving off logic and common sense. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm all for the conspiracy shit. But like, for a man to be. Hmm, so on Sunday when we was, you know, still at the event, we trying to figure out if he, he passed or not. Everybody, yeah, this is because of Doc. Like, nigga, you don't know what happened yet. Nigga, God forbid, Nipsey could have been hitting a nigga side bitch or some shit, and a nigga come up there mad, like, nigga, you fucked my wife. Boom, boom. Like, you telling me exactly what happened 45 minutes after the shooting. Yeah. How the fuck did you crack the case, Colombo? <laughs> the fuck are you niggas think y'all are? Everybody on the internet. <laughs> I've said it before. Every the internet, social media gives everybody a platform. It gives everybody a a way to make a statement to to try and be heard to get a little bit of clout to chase a little bit of clout. Because we we saw a lot of whole ass niggas trying to clout chase off of this tragedy. Unfortunately, 
Uh, and I hope all you niggas get what you deserve. Not nothing more, nothing less. Just get what you deserve. The, the universe straighten itself out. You ain't got to die or no shit like that. That whole ass nigga who's I'm the one. I, 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 I just tried Nipsey up. That nigga. I don't want you. I don't want you to die. No shit. But like, I wouldn't mind if niggas beat the fuck out you Yo, and you, drug you. Like, you, I, 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 I wouldn't mind if niggas beat the fuck out you and literally drug you. You know what would hurt to see and somebody and take. then me get online and tell everybody I just shot you and send that shit to your parents before they not before they know if you okay or not. Me send a video to your mom and say, yeah, I just shot your son. You know what hurt to to <laughs> see online is when a young lady taped. Lauren London running into the hospital. You know, that was a, a fragile moment. You know what I'm saying? That she had just received the news of her, her husband being shot and she just trying to see if he's all right. And so, you taping that and putting that out there for the world to consume. I'm, 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 I'm 50, 50 with all the, all the videos and shit. Right. Cause in 2019, if that shit ain't on videos, damn near never happened. That's the mind state. My issue is, is once the video was online, why'd you take it down and put it on your social media account? You know what I'm saying? If it's out there, it's out there. But for you to take the video down, because everybody start posting it. Yeah. Nigga, we seen it. Why you gonna post it? Because you posted it because you want the likes on your Instagram page or your Twitter page. You want the tweets and retweets. If it's out there from a source, because we know TMZ going to get whatever video or whatever. You yeah, know what or, I'm saying? Or even the news. Why do you think that you're the news outlet, uh, Mr. 22 Followers? Like, why exactly do you do that? Because that's for your personal gain. That's for your own enjoyment. And you shouldn't be getting enjoyment off of no shit like that. If it's out there, it's out there. Because if we never saw a video, unfortunately, a nip and all this other stuff, oh, then, oh this shit really never happened. The conspiracy niggas, no, never happened. The niggas in the underground city, like he's yeah. a tethered. Like, nigga, this not us. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's real shit. You know what I'm saying? To an extent, like some niggas need that shit. And I don't know if that's good or bad because I think we've become so desensitized to seeing murder and death that it's nothing. You can watch that shit on your phone and go eat a cheese sandwich. Like, nigga, this somebody I love and respect who just got murdered. You're going to retweet that shit. And then your next tweet. Uh oh, it's airy season. <laughs> like, nigga, what? Yeah, just just no respect for the passing. You know what I'm saying? Like. There should be it's certain shit. I can't. Tweet. We've been so desensitized that we don't we don't grieve anymore. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't give that opportunity for that breath. It's certain things I can't post. After I posted certain things, I'm gonna post a, a rest in peace Nipsey, and then my next tweet is gonna be some ass and titties. Yeah, no, nigga, <laughs> give it a day. Like Jesus Christ, they can't put that phone down. Like Jesus fucking Christ, they can't put that phone down. <laughs> Man, mm-hmm. I, 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 this shit is beyond me. <laughs> That shit is beyond me. You know, I be juggling. You know what I'm saying? I juggle a lot. I play a lot of positions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, my mentality when I when I do start to be like, damn, this is a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, this that's what it's supposed to feel like. If if you are going toward what the vision look like, and that's like greatness. That's you know, on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. That's the vision that I'm working toward. So I'm like. I just think about that. Like, this shit ain't supposed to feel, you know, comfortable. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to stretch you. It's supposed to be a burden to a degree. And you got to, you know, wrap your mind around that and accept it and embrace it. And you catch some wisdom off of that. You're not going to get away with nothing in terms of the energy. You know what I mean? You might beat the, the camera or the police. They might not catch you for what you're doing, but the energy is always going to return to you. So when you when you just living in this in this cycle of being negative all day and just putting out negativity and, and that's the only energy you putting out, it's gonna return to you in a different form than you put it out in. So I would just say, you know, master your energy. Do your best to master your energy and your and what you put out, you know, and um unless that's what you want. 
You know, because you you entitled to whatever you want to create, whatever experience you want to create for yourself. But if you're tired of that shit, adjust the energy. You know what I mean? As best you can, adjust adjust what you wake up thinking and what you say, and then lastly, what you do. And that's not an easy thing to do because it's it's such a pressure in the, in the, in these areas to just go by the, the way things are. Man, it's so much um, it's so much a nip out here. Uh, I mean, different interviews and just total gems. Like what that what he's saying, man. You can't escape your energy, man. So what Nip was trying to do in his lifetime was. I know I cause a lot of havoc on this same corner, so I'm gonna fix all that negative energy. I'm gonna be my yin and yang. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a fix the destruction um, of game banging and the culture that we grew up in. I'm gonna try to change that, and um, that's 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 what I was trying to do, man. Um, it's a um, it's a it's a it's a it's a fucking shame that like this happened on Sunday on Thursday. Um, GQ had released this um, the video of um, Lauren London and um, Nip. They had like a like thirty questions or whatever, and he was ask, asking about her. Yeah, and um, he got like twenty four out of thirty correctly. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing they bond and how they looked at each other, like Jesus Christ, man! I feel so bad for her, man. Like I, I really do feel so bad for her, man, and. Um, he represented her in the correct way, man. Like it's all right for you to be um, gangster and still love your lady. <laughs> facts and treat her with respect. You know what I'm saying? When he when when they out there together, like man, your wife look she look beautiful. Like tell her again. You know what I'm saying? And from my understanding, they was they've been married on the low for a while. Um, he started wearing his wedding band about a year ago. You know what I'm saying? It's even in videos where she was like, uh, I'm here with my girl. She's like, yo, what? My wife. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I seen this whole ass. I seen somebody online uh, talk about it's messed up. Am I the only one that thinks it's bad that he left her a, a girlfriend instead of a wife? Yeah. You the only one think about that shit in this time period. Yes. 100%. I guarantee uh, you and probably another asshole is thinking about this. Why the fuck is that on your mind? Why the fuck is that is on your mind? He got a daughter, man. Like, I think he like, got two kids. He got a daughter that's like 12 or 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, who old enough to know what the fuck is going on? You know old what enough I'm saying? to be online. You one know, has social media. One of his children was there the day of. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, uh, his step, he a stepfather to a kid, to the child that Lauren London Go has with Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yeah. Like so, there's three different, there's three child, three, three three children that live in that home, that didn't didn't get didn't get a father to come back home to, and uh, we got to be responsible for ourselves, man. Like I know we want to point the v- finger at the government, we want to point the finger at military. Nigga, no, we got to police ourselves. We we got to, and when I say police ourselves, not. You know, necessarily in the military or the. Oh, we gotta we gotta call this shit a spade. We gotta call a spade a spade. We gotta stop rewarding this whole ass negative behavior because this nigga was so he felt so fucking disrespected that you went to go kill somebody, nigga. Why you that fragile? Yeah. Why you that fragile? That's your only option. Pure fucking evil, dog. Pure fucking evil, man. Pure fucking evil, dog. Because sometimes that's that's unfortunately when you when you kind of come up in the streets like that, that's all you know. You know that's all that's all you return to is that that primal sort of instinct: kill or be killed. You know, somebody got something I want, so I got to take it from them. Somebody disrespected me or hurt my feelings, so I got to go. I got to go about this way to to get back on them. That man just hurt your pride, and uh, and why do you got so much pride? Like, what have what have we done as a culture, as a community? Because you know, when you, when somebody say something about somebody, ooh, beast, and you start making fun of what someone else did to you, so now the issue ain't what he said; it's how y'all reacting to how he said. Right. So we got to take a responsibility in our own community. Was like, well, look, man, maybe we shouldn't reward and say ooh, ooh, laugh and joke when you ragging on somebody like that because that's the reason for the the entitlement or the 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 the, the anger and the 
and the pride because you now you feel embarrassed in front of everybody. But we rewarded that type of behavior. We gave praise to the person who disrespected you. So now it's oh now he disrespected me. I gotta get do I gotta do something back so I can get that praise myself. Yeah. Like that's some that's some shit that we shouldn't that we shouldn't tolerate in this. But I mean, it's something that we learn at such a young age. You know what I'm saying? Well, stop it. Adult, we adults, and the adults are the ones who teach the young people, right? Yeah. That, this how you you can you can nip that shit in the bud in one generation. You a fucking adult now. Teach your children that shit ain't right. Nip that shit in the fucking bud. The kids do what they taught to do. They ain't make that shit up. You know what? I said I was going to make a hot take. I don't even know if it's a hot take. Not to be a prisoner at the moment, but as I've been thinking, I think ultimately this is going to be the greatest, this death is going to be the greatest impact in hip-hop history from an artist. Now, I think historically it's been Pac. I don't think he Nipsey is ever going to be bigger than Pac per se. But the impact of this, his passing, everybody who was impacted by Pac is impacted by this. Yeah, it touched everybody, and he and like how we started off, he got to do the things that Pac wanted to do, that Pac didn't get a chance to do. Pac died at twenty five. I was blessed enough to see thirty three years and actually put this work in. Now the impact is going to be either somebody picks up the picks up the baton. And we see a giant impact in a positive direction because of this passing or the work stops and we see a glimpse of what could have been. And then we see it no more. Everybody was impacted by this. It wasn't, it's not a sect of people who like, well, we ain't really fuck with nip like that. Like it was niggas who didn't fuck with Pac. It was niggas who did. It was coast who didn't fuck with Pac. There were coast who didn't fuck with big. Ain't no coast not fucking with Nipsey. You hear Pac got shot. Was you surprised? I wasn't surprised. You know I can't, what I'm saying? Because he had been shot before. Like, I, I, I wasn't surprised when Biggie got killed. I was hurt. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't be like, I wasn't, oh, shit, how, does, how could this happen to Pac? I know how it could happen to Pac. Yeah. I know how this could happen to Big. That's not a knock on them. I don't know how this supposed. This not supposed to happen to the Nip. No. In every sector, in Gary V breaking down in fucking tears and crying over Nip, like I took so much game from Nipsey in real life. And every rapper that you've seen kind of reach out, you know, it's been nothing but but great things that they've had to say. And you know, you often don't see that when when somebody passes that everybody has something good to say about you. You know, I'm always a big proponent of giving people their flowers while they're here. Because you just never know, you know, when the door is going to close. And I think that what Nipsey has done for his community, the blueprint that he set out, we would be doing a disservice in his death not to continue on in the works that he's put out there. Uh, every urban community, you know, there there's work to be done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we just talked about our homeboy, uh, Rafa Wright, yeah. you know, doing the putting up the bodega. You know, people like that that are doing good in the community and trying to establish something here are the people that we need to cherish and kind of protect. Man, me and Ant been talking, man. And um, you know how they have uh, Dawn Seekers? Yeah. All the women go out there and everything. We was like, what, what's the what's the Dawn Seekers for the men? Because, you know, it's tough being a black man in this society, dog. The black man is supposed to protect the black woman. Yeah. And the family. But who's supposed to protect the black man? Like, we don't got nobody protecting us. Unfortunately, the police want to get us. White supremacists want to get us. Depending on who you following on Twitter, some of the women don't fuck with us. Police don't fuck with us. Like, everybody against us, where do you go? Who's supposed to protect us? Well, the black men supposed to protect each other. Yeah. And when the black men are protecting each other, by default, you're going to protect the black woman because you're actually going to be here to do so. And then you can protect the black family. But when you're not here to do so, you can't do this, man. So we've been thinking about putting some things together just to strengthen the relationship between men like adults, because clearly there's always going to be programs for the children. 
and try to get them together. But who is going to address the adults who are going through trauma who may not know how to handle different situations? Like, y'all got to be accountable for it and we got to fix each other because that's who killing each other. God forbid if something happened to me, like I'm 99% sure it'd be from a black person. And that's Facts. fucked up to say. Yeah, and I mean, I look at it, you know, just from an even, even more personal standpoint, we both carry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for our protection. But I mean, there's somebody out there that's caring for, for other intentions. And I would hate to, you know, lock eyes with that person on the street. Yeah, man. So uh, we're going to try to put something together, man. Like, we need to strengthen ourselves and hold ourselves accountable for shit. Like, it's not okay. And more than just hold ourselves accountable, build each other up. Facts. You know, we, black men, we're dealing with our own issues. You know, and we just need to be honest about it. Depression, love. How we treat black women. Financial. How you treat your child or how how involved you are in your child's life. Like how you are actually parenting. Yeah. I may not be a parent or this may not be a parent. Well, you can't tell me how to, to do my child. Well, I can tell you that that shit fucked up. Regardless if I got it. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that or whatever. For like minds, it got to be something that we can do because it, it, something got to be something got to be done. Yeah. We can't be our own worst enemy because we always been our, our own worst enemy. Some nigga sitting back there laughing at the plane. He put in motion a long fucking time ago, dog. A long fucking time ago. Nah, man, we it can't be that way, dog. It can't be that way, man. Um, it's a marathon. Definitely. That's why I call my thing the marathon because yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie and, and and portray um this ultimate poise like I've been had it figured out. Nah, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality from me and probably whoever else going through this or mm-hmm. went through this or is gonna go through this is that I ain't quit. I went through every emotion. I went through mm. every emotion with trying to pursue what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think that what what gonna separate whoever's gonna try to go for something is that you ain't gonna quit. Unless you know you're gonna really take the stance if I'm gonna die behind what I'm what I'm getting at right now. You know, I, I kinda look at it like, you know, the the album is the victory lap. You know, he had his unfortunately had his victory lap before his passing. Yeah. I mean he was he was he was he was sure specific to say listen man it's not it like this victory lap doesn't mean it's over this is the first thing this is a marathon but unfortunately um you know the cards had other plans and it, it ultimately ended up being this victory lap to get that grammy nod and um just to, to maneuver through music the way that you should move through music and um owning all your shit nigga streams up three thousand percent Three thousand percent. No, owning your masters. That's going straight to the family. Straight to the family. Fuck you, hoe ass niggas out there who got fucking Facebook and Instagram ads selling T-shirts with Nipsey face on them. Talking about get your memories here. What kind of low life shit is that, dog? Just trying to make a dollar, clout chasing. You literally clout chasing. Fuck the clout. You trying to make money off this man's death? If it ain't from the marathon clothing, dog. Don't what, fuck with it. You got a sponsored ad Monday morning, sponsored ads, a, even today, with Nipsey face on it. Talking about the, get your memories here. Nigga, what? <laughs> Niggas got some nerve, dog. Yeah. Uh, Victory Lap man, is a wonderful fucking album. And I think that Nipsey got a Ross type ear for beats, dog. The production on Nipsey projects are is fucking excellent, dog. I mean, he took his time and he crafted a project. You know, sometimes, you know, art rappers just get in the booth. They just try and get the hottest producer at that time, just to make a whole bunch of singles. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't sound like a cohesive, like a cohesive project. But he gave us a cohesive project it, on Victory Lap. And don't just go back to Victory Lap. You know, if you look on iTunes. Crenshaw's available, Mailbox Money, The Marathon, Slauson Boy 2. Like, all of that is available for you to, you know, catch up to speed Man, this what on my, what this artist did. This is one of my faves, dog.
ass on the floor. They don't never front line of war. You ain't never had a line of tour. You ain't got a line around the store. You ain't dead. You ain't dead. I never see your name up in the fourth. You ain't got a line around the store. Never put an actress on the floor. You ain't never front line of war. Thinking you ain't dead. Man, I will say this, dog. Um, I posted a video up on uh, on IG, man, about uh, I follow. I've been following Nipsey YouTube page for quite some time, right? He had a video called "The Midas Touch," where uh, he pulled up uh, to the store, and uh, Slauson Bruce was out there. Um, a guy who work, uh, you know, cleaning up in the in that little area, and he was like, "Man, I've been out here for like 13 years, man." Nipsey gave me a job, you know what I'm saying? Got me together. So he pulled up, told him to hop in the whip, and uh, took him to get him a haircut. Went to a local black business, kept some money in the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> neighborhood. Neighborhood nippers. They called him that for a reason. Then uh, left there, uh, took him to the jewelry store, <laughs> got him a nice chain, got him a watch and a ring. You know what I'm saying? He was funny. He was like, yeah, and I could, I could move my status up in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then they went over to Tom Ford. Got him a nice suit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, went to dinner, got him some twin lobsters um, and a baked potato. Went and got him a manicure, pedicure. Uh, took it to the gentleman's club, you know what I'm saying? Just a a, a, a regular nigga from the hood, a regular a, a regular man from the hood, and uh, who that you've helped out, you know what I'm saying? Nip was just a good person, man. So many different things. It was a one guy was out there explaining like, man. Back when they was out here hustling, like I used to be a smoker, like I was on crack and Nip would come like, "Hey OG, come over here, man." You're like, "Man, he give me here, give me money to, to stay off drugs." Like, man, just get yourself clean. You know what I'm saying? And now that they ten years later, and he doing all this stuff and he off he off drugs and now he working with them. He's like, "Man, it's a, it's amazing to see these kids that used to be running around here, fucking shit up, out here fixing the neighborhood." And building up people who at one point were at their lowest. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody been sharing their stories with Nip. You know what I'm saying? It was a lady. Um, I guess she couldn't, you know, people calling in the radio stations or whatever. She couldn't call in. So she had posted on her social media. It was like, you know, my husband um, is an electrician. And he was fixing uh, the light poles. Fixing the light poles, you know, in the Slauson in the Crenshaw area or whatever. And uh, he was like, he would always come home like, man, this is one of the store owners out there. Every time we out there, he'd come out there, bring us donuts, give us water, just trying to make sure we good. Like, man, y'all need something, whatever. Try to give us free clothes and free merchandise or whatever. And he said she, she, she called him crying. He called her crying. I'm like, what's up? I'm like, don't you know that guy who I, I be telling you about or whatever, we treating us all good? Like, that's the guy we been seeing all over the news. Like, that, that that's him. And like, like ain't nobody ever treated me that well at work, you know. I'm, I'm just a, I'm a, just a worker, you know. Yeah. what I'm saying I could tell that the, the you know, what I'm saying that it wasn't this person wasn't black, you know. what I'm saying, but like, dog, you in my neighborhood, you in my vicinity, fixing up and making things look good. Um, I'm just gonna take care of you. You really never know the impact that you got on anybody's life. That little tiny thing that you doing, and you don't think nobody watching, you having a giant impact. And it's tons of stories like that out there about him. Like, I'm literally a man of the people. They Facts. call me neighborhood nip for a reason. Like, I invest in my own community. You see videos of him talking about, like, I'm not trying to be out here um, invested in liabilities. I want assets versus liabilities. He talking about ownership and, 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 and heritage and, you know, saying from he talked about, like, when he was, like, 18, his father, who was from Eritrean, uh, they're Eritrean, but they from, you know, from the continent. They took him over there. They took him and his brother, whatever. And they went over back to Africa. Uh, they stayed over for about a month, month and a half. And he said that changed his life. Like that was the spark when he was like 17, 18 years old. And uh, just having that sense of self, that knowledge of self, that, 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 that the community. He's breaking down over there. It was like, man, around 230, the whole country, a whole city set, shut, shuts down or whatever. Schools, malls, work, everybody shut down, everybody go home, and everybody have lunch. And you sit down with the family. And it forces you to connect with your family. You can ask your son, dude, how was first hour? 
like I know was you know what I'm saying how was school because after we finished eating you going back to school yeah. but like I am forced to have a conversation with that and based off of him and his family being able to go over there and literally have a knowledge of self like his father was the first to come from that country to come over he was the first person in America so I don't got to do no DNA tests I don't got to do no ancestry like I literally know where I'm from and having that little bit of knowledge of self Look how much, look how many people were impacted off of one nigga from the hood having a little bit of knowledge of self. Him and his brother, Black Sam. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a collective. Yeah. Them two having a knowledge of self and having self-worth and knowing a little bit of something. Them two people changed an entire, like that nigga, Eric Holder. Nigga, you changed the course of history, nigga. In 10 years, when Nip was 23, from to the point where he turned 33 in those 10 years you see that he did growth? so much you see that growth what the fuck with the next 10 years gonna be i'm talking about not even trying to exaggerate on some hover level on some jay-z level shit i'm already making ridiculous amounts of deals forget the money portion i'm on the influence Impact. yeah i'm already in circles that the normal person on their first album wouldn't be in this nigga changed the course of history dog with evil with hate like father brother uncle sister like you change everybody life because you don't know how to resolve conflict that shit crazy to me man and it's unacceptable man like it can't. We got to look in the mirror and pull ourselves up at this point. You know, we have to continue the work that's that's already started and continue to build up our communities. You know, buy back the block, support black businesses, support one another and be there for each other. Just plain and simple. Just plain and simple. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. That's all I got to say, man. I mean, I, I don't think we can say we can say any more without being redundant. You know, we, you know, at Shop Talk Podcast, we, we support the movement. We support black businesses. We just support, you know, black people. Uh, I pray that this doesn't bring upon any more violence, any more death, any more loss, any more hurt. And I just pray that it brings upon change in our communities and our people in our way of thinking and our way of moving, you know, God is incredible. He can change anything and he can turn any situation around. And I pray that some way, you know, that we see, you know, that there's some good that comes from this one day. Yeah, man. And that nigga, uh, Eric Holder, shitty cuz, gonna turn himself in at a fuck, well, Gonna try to check himself into a mental health facility. If you don't get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, nigga. I'm just trying to save himself. What's your first and last name? Your regular name? Don't get the fuck out of here, nigga. But even that brother, man, we gotta lift him up in prayer. You know, pray, pray to God touches him and his soul and his family. You know, I don't, I don't want to see his family going through it. His cousins got one. His cousins got killed. His mama house got shot up. Yeah. I think the police put his face out there so the regular people would turn him in because they was terrorizing the motherfucking streets trying to find this nigga. Yeah, violence, you know, as as much as we want to react that way, it's not the answer. It's not the answer. It's not the answer. So that's 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 all I got, man. We got a benediction today. Man, rest in peace, Nip, man. That's what it is, man. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. And uh, much love and respect and prayers to Lauren London, his family, his daughter, his son, his stepson, his his father. Yeah, he got just, a mother and a father and a grandmother who yeah. are, who are alive, who I'm active in their lives. He even rapped, you know what I'm saying? I've seen the video, but he was rapping like, like I had my grandma on a private plane, on a private jet, fam. Them the type of moves I'm trying to make. You know what I'm saying? Like his brother who looked exactly like his older brother who looked exactly like him and shit. Like 
I feel bad for all these people, man. Man, just trying to elevate the family and create generational wealth. And I think that's that should be the plan for all of us at this point. I tell you what, though, uh, there's a lot of information out there on the line about Nip um, and by his plans and, and things of that nature that I've taken and, and I'm using personally. And you're going to see a lot of things, you know, coming out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio that is directly impacted um, by a game I picked up from him. So. It is what it is, man. Life ain't a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. I was, so, you know, and that's the example we trying to set. You know, this shit been going on for decades. And a lot of niggas, that mentality grew into cancer and killed them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why a nigga want to reverse the mind state in our city. And that's what my whole movement is about. You know what I mean? Niggas might see me as a, oh, he's a hypocrite because his video is him with his homies throwing his hood up. But nah, you know, I'm just... Representing ex- your where you from. Try. I'm expressing the culture of my city. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and I'm not talking to you, you niggas that would even say that. I'm talking to the niggas that's listening, the young niggas that's coming up looking at a Nipsey or a J Rock or a Game or a Snoop Dogg as, as quote unquote inspiration. Real talk. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you like I love you and I don't even know you. But I would, if, I don't, if, if I don't love you, I'm going to tell you whatever. I'm going to tell you what's in my benefit. If I love you, I'm going to tell you what's in your benefit. And, Repeating the mistakes niggas like us made, the niggas before us and the niggas before them made it, not in your benefit.